Episode 32. Hi, and welcome to the Ultimate Journey Awakening to Spirit podcast. I'm your host, Frank DeGeneva, and today's topic is called Energy and Healing. What comes to mind when you think about energy and healing? You may think or feel that this is woo-woo science, or you may feel that it works on a placebo effect. That's what I thought initially, until I experienced firsthand what Reiki could do for me. I was working downtown at the salon and we had, um, there was a bakery next door and they had, or we both had conjoining doors in the back hallway. And I'd often go in and out, you know, get some coffee and goodies for my clients. We would do trades and we would do exchange with the owners. Anyway, one day I woke up with a stiff neck, like I was Mr. Roboto and I couldn't move and I had to, had a busy day and my neck was killing me, it was locked up. So I went next door between um, clients and there was a girl that, that could do massage. She said she used to massage her cats and they loved it. So I asked her, I said, hey, can you just massage my neck because I can't move it. So we were in the back and um, she was massaging my neck and it was not really doing anything. And one of the um, workers there, he said, hey, um, there's some woman out in the, uh, in the, in the uh, dining area that can say she can help you. I said, what? <laughs> she goes, yeah, go. Come, come over here. So she has this woman, I didn't even know who she was, comes in and puts her hands on my neck. And I said, what, what is this? What are you doing? And she goes, just, just relax. So I'm relaxing and immediately I feel relaxation. I have, um, I feel warmth coming from her hands. Then my body was getting very, I felt very nauseous and I got into a cold sweat and it was an incredible, weird experience. Um, I couldn't breathe. I was like, I was just stoned out of my, my, my head. Like it was just nuts. It was surreal. This went on for about a minute or two, maybe five. I don't even know. I was in a different world. And as soon as she took her hands off my neck and back, it wasn't just on my neck. Um, I felt just like I wanted to collapse and curl up into a ball and just go away. But the crazy thing is with all the pain and the stiffness and my neck was gone. Like literally, I would have never believed it if unless I experienced it, which I did. So I had to learn. I said, what is this? What is this? And she goes, can I pay you? I was just digging in my pockets and she was going to give her all the money I had in my pockets because it was like a miracle to me. And she says, no, uh, I don't want anything from you. This is my gift to you. And from then on, I had to learn how to do this. And it was Reiki. And the interesting part is the guy who was working there his best friend, his mother, was my Reiki master. <laughs> Full circle, huh? Crazy stuff. So I just wanted to share that before I bring on my next guest. And here she is. Catherine, welcome to the Ultimate Journey Awakening to Spirit podcast. Thank you so much for having me on today. You're so welcome. So I want you to um, present yourself and... Who are you? What do you do? And <laughs> then we'll figure out <laughs> all the other details. Okay, well, I'm the owner of High End Vibe, and it's a company that uh, focuses on empowering women to achieve balance in their lives 
and really maximize their self-worth because uh, self-worth to me is the most important aspect of creating high-end vibes. And I like to compare it actually to a tree trunk, right? Because if the tree trunk is solid and healthy, then all the branches can grow strong and blossom. And if that tree trunk is sick or unhealthy, then you can't have those strong, healthy branches as well as uh, live your best possible life. So it's really about helping women live their best possible life. Awesome. And also the, from the tree trunk, I'd like to add here just uh, is the root systems deep and secure as well. Exactly. Right? Now, would it, do you have anything on your on your on your wrists? Do you have any, like, I don't. So, okay. I guess maybe it's when you're, when you're moving with your headphones, it's kind of like shh, a little bit, but that's okay. We'll figure that out. Okay. Good. Awesome. And you know, what's funny what I want to, I want to mention first to the, to the listener is when we first met and we were doing correspondence, do you know that there's 18 different ways to spell your name? I know. I know. No one knows how to spell it. And I was thinking originally, well, maybe I should have my domain name like Catherine, but then people might get confused, right? Like, is it with a C or an N? Well, or, yeah, you know? I, was with a, I was confused. I was like C and and then with a Y, with an I, with an E, not with an E and then this. And, with the, and I thought to myself, I think I hit nine or 10 before you came in. And I think you came in to, to save me to kind of like, a, you know, uh, I wasn't going to get it. So. I wanted to just say that too. It was amazing. Now I just, Catherine, I just, now I don't know how to spell Catherine any other way. <laughs> That's a good thing. That's a good right? thing. <laughs> you, you burnt it in my head. I'm glad you're on the podcast. And today's topic is energy and healing. And before um, I got you on, I just said a, a brief little um, experience. What happened to me when I had my uh, first experience of healing? Like I thought it was just, um, I believed in it, but I didn't believe in it. But when mm -hmm. I actually felt it, it was like, wow, this is for real. And I had to learn Reiki. So um, you introduced yourself, which is great. And how did you get into this healing stuff? Healing well, woo -woo. I've always <laughs> I've always been into the woohoo um, and really trying to understand it more. I remember as a child just having dreams and waking up and then going to my mom's bookshelf. She had this dream book, dream interpretation, and then trying to figure out what my subconscious was actually trying to tell me and trying to understand all of that. Um, so I guess I've, I never really fell into it. It was mostly like I was it. I'd like to yeah. say I was born this way. I was born and it's a cue in, the, cue in the song. I was born this way. I was born this way. And I just remember as a child, I was really sensitive, right? And today we call those empath. And you can just Google that, right? And it's basically someone who's uh, able to feel other people's feelings and under and know their thoughts. But back then, it wasn't like a common thing. Like it, you can go and Google empath. So I, I just left it on the side, basically, and uh, continued my life, always feeling a bit off like a bit different from <laughs> from the usual normal person whatever so normal I was so <laughs> and uh and yeah so going in high school I kind of 
put all of that aside and, and really tried to fit in. Uh, I think that most teenagers try to fit in, but I, I don't know. I did my best. It didn't really work out that way. But, uh, but moving on forward, I, after college, I, my career led me to travel. So I got to travel all over the world. I visited sacred sites and I really got to learn um, more about my passion through meeting different teachers and, and people. Uh, I took so many different courses around the world from amazing people uh, like Reiki and angel therapy and moon studies and all of that. Um, yeah, so that's basically it. And then after uh, that career, I had an opportunity to work in the fashion industry. Ooh, the, the yin to the yang. <laughs> And I styled and dressed women from all walks of life, from celebrities to stay-at-home moms. And the thing that I learned from that experience was that so many women, um, they they seemed to have it all, you know, they, they looked amazing. They had the great job. And, and even if their socioeconomic status were all different, there seemed to be a disconnect within them. And they just, they seemed empty. Like they're like, I could see that something was missing. And I think that that was the seed that started my business, right? I, I really wanted to, instead of, um, dressing them and making them look good. I wanted to help them inside really flourish and, and shine from within so that no matter what they wore, they, they would look fantastic. Incredible. So that's what, how I started my business or the idea of starting for my sure. business was. That's great for sharing that. And it's funny because we are so uh, in, in, in parallel with that. I mean, I would, I was, um, I was actually just on a, on a, on a live Instagram yesterday and I was ex describing about me being an empath, an empath as well. You know, um, a male in an Italian family that, um, you know, very he heavily Catholic, Catholic centric. And, um, and I, I came in with a real, um, with a real bang. I was a premature baby and it was, um, my brother was still born and it was crazy. It was, I was in an incubator for, so for a month. And so basically I was, I wasn't grounded here and I wasn't, hyper mode and I was so empathic I can just I was a, a sponge and the problem with me was is that I felt they just felt with yourself I was empathic but the people's actions weren't in congruency with what I felt so that just kind of affected me and you dealt in high school I was even even kind of more um introverted like I, I used alcohol I used partying and, and, and trying to be the class clown to fit in because I was like living a double life and I went down I was a destructive so at least you did stuff I was destructive and I almost destroyed myself like literally uh, because I couldn't deal with it and I got into the hair the family business my father owned a hair salon so beauty and I saw all this you know they had the Lamborghini parked outside hair was perfect you know makeup was perfect everything was on point so on the outside, they seemed so, they had their stuff together, but I felt their, their, their life was a mess and I wanted to reach them, but I couldn't because there was no way to communicate. But anyway, I just wanted to share that because we have a similar parallel with the empath dealing with it and then um, getting into the beauty industry for whatever your fashion and hair 
being I was in New Yorkville, like I was right in the, 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 the heart of it. And then we chose to go and do the spiritual stuff. And one thing that I want to um, say that I admire about you is that you retain both sides of the yin and yang balance. Because, you know, oh, you're not, you're not you. that hippie with, with the dreadlocks and, you know, arm, arm hair coming, <laughs> no, no deodorant, no bathing. Yet you embody the spirituality and the physical and the great balance. So I just wanted to say that before anything. So, yeah. Well, thank you so much. And that's exactly what I want to show women. Like you don't have to go live in a tent. I mean, it can be great, um, but it's just not my thing. You know, you can be spiritual, you can be in touch with yourself and still be aligned and centered and and feel great. Right. And I think it's interesting that we both saw uh, both sides of the coin right? Like we saw that destructive place and then we saw, you know, the beauty, but it's like, now we get to help individuals bring them into balance and, and try to heal ourselves and try to heal the people that we're helping. So it's, right. it's such an opportunity that we got to see both sides. And I think, and I'm not, I'm not speaking for you, but I am because I, I know that you're, you're <laughs> sensitive and you're a good healer. And I'm not speaking for myself in that sense where, I think that makes us good healers, authentic healers, because we have seen both sides. When people go to, to school and they, you know, they go into colleges and universities and they learn something on a theoretical level, yet they haven't experienced it on a full sensory, um, corporal level, or they haven't gone through it. What was that sound? I made a snap with my mouth. Well, they haven't <laughs> gone through it. We haven't gone through it. It's a theory and you can't really help so... Yes, I would trust you more than someone who hasn't gone through the trials and tribulations of life or that hasn't. Yeah, right. So that happens. Exactly. It's like I wouldn't go if I wanted to be in, you know, amazing shape and hire a personal trainer. I would go to someone who embodies it and walks their talk. I wouldn't go hire someone who's not in shape, you know, or. Um, I don't know, to me, to be a good teacher and to be an expert at what you do, you really have to walk your talk. Right. And that's exactly <laughs> what I, I try to do. <laughs> right. I mean, I don't know if I shared with you before, but I was at the um, at a health show conference. I think I told you this. I was at a health food, uh, health food, health show conference and all those expos at the convention center. We're in Toronto, by the way. So <laughs> without throwing anybody <laughs> under the bus and I walked by a booth where they had, you know, typical snake oil salesman, hair restoring, hair restoring tonic. <laughs> the guy was bald and not just bald, like shaved down cool, but they had the Larry band, you know, the, the, the kind yes. of, and, and they was long and disheveled. I'm like, are you kidding me? Right. <laughs> I mean, you have to have congruency. And, and a lot of times that, I don't know if you experienced this yourself, but I know with myself, because I wasn't fully integrated into my healing, I didn't want to heal anybody else. I didn't want to say that I'm a healer or I'm into spirituality because I didn't feel like I was being authentic in walking my talk, right? Well, you felt like an imposter, right? In- a lot of healers have that syndrome where they just don't feel like they've either learned enough or took, you know, got this certification and, and those things. But I think when it's a, you're a healer and it comes from the right place, no, you don't need all those certifications. You just need life experience and really yes. to be in tuned with your core, yourself, your intuition, your guidance. Absolutely. I mean, the wall behind me, I have a screen um, 
filter here that we can see me. But behind me is like the whole wall is full of diplomas. And I I'm want to take them down. I didn't put them up initially because mm-hmm. it's like, what's this posturing? And I thought, you know what? They're in the box. At least do that to empower myself. But I'm going to take them down again because they mean sweet F all, you know, mm-hmm. you know. And but getting back to that is now I'm more confident in myself because, yeah, I've been through it and I can understand somebody. And you're like being the empathy as you are empathic. You can feel it. So let's get down into the nitty gritty with the energy stuff. Um, I know like myself, I've uh, I learned Reiki, I've learned all these modalities, but they're more, I, I'm more of amalgamating them for myself if I do do that. But go on and how do you work and how did you create your, your modality or modalities or whatever? You want to care to explain that? Sure. So I've taken so many things and I'm a very out of the box person. <laughs> so, you know, I, and I like to make things my own cause I, I'm a creator. I like creating, I like writing, I'm an artist. Um, and so when it comes to healing and Reiki, it's a great foundation, but I think every healer does it for themselves. They just add their own unique touch to it. So I like to add crystals sometimes if I'm in, in, to that, you know, if I feel my client needs it, or sometimes they don't, but I really let my internal guidance assist me into knowing where I'm going or what I'm doing. So a session with me um, is different. It's always unique. Um, If it's in person, I kind of tune into the individuals and I see uh, blockages as layers. So for just to, for those who don't understand energy and blockages, I'll just briefly explain how I see it. So I see it as a, a dirty window, basically. And all these layers of dirt on the window are experiences, good and bad, right? Your own experiences. And then your parents' experiences, the way they brought you up and all of that, it just creates more layers on the window. And as well as your ancestors, because your ancestors pass on DNA. And it's not only your physical attributes, they pass on experiences as well. And those add layers to the window. And unless you clean it, you'll never see outside clearly your your world will always be um you know dirty <laughs> so we got to clean those <laughs> windows and that's how i i like to explain energy blockages right and yeah. so i assist the individual in releasing those energies and one layer at a time so that when they look out the window, when they look out into the world, they can have a a more pleasant view. They can feel more abundant. They can feel like they can release all the stress, the anxiety, um, and just feel whole. Um, Example, Frank, let me give you an example. Let's say your grandmother, uh, great grandmother lost her husband in a war, right? So today, in you that might manifest itself as you uh, thinking or feeling that your partner is always going to leave you. And then you're, you have that jealousy you're, you're jealous, right? And you don't know really why you try to go to therapy and you try to figure it out, but really you're only at surface level. So unless you get to the root of the issue, the cause and release that energetic frequency within you, you're always going to have that issue. And that can manifest in different ways for different people. I mean, everyone has a different way in, uh, you know, that it manifests. So that's how I see energy. <laughs> Amazing. I mean, totally, I totally agree with you. Absolutely. And 
The only I would want my windows to be dirty if I was living in a glass in a glass. That sounded weird. Well, but well, if I'm in a glass house, I want to have dirty windows so no one can see in or I can see out. You know, and and exactly, and a lot of people do not realize the DNA legacy that we inherit. And I've written in my book, The Ultimate Journey, um, um, the first, my first book that I, the first was a typo. I mean, I sent one one uh, one uh, run, uh, run out with, uh, I had to do two two runs. One was a mess. It was just a long story. But I had in there that the DNA legacy lasts for seven years behind you and ahead of you. Now, I don't know if that's true, but I know I did seven years, I think. I did seven years, not seven generations. So I had to re- <laughs> uh, fix that on the next um, uh, um, edit. But um, I feel that when we do um, address the ancestry or the DNA, the encoded experience, we basically help those um, before us mm-hmm. and those after us. So when we do work on ourselves, we do, we do work on our lineage, which I feel that. And weird that I'm just going to bring this in. And a lot of times, and you can exchange, I mean, when you meet somebody, that's why all these, these, these restrictions that we have here, we're not meeting people. We don't absorb and communicate with their energy, with their DNA. We're not, you know, because we, we, um, we exchange information. And screens are very, very, um, very one-dimensional. And, you, you know, it doesn't enrich our, our human experience. Um, people that have multiple um, sexual partners will have more of that, let's um, say more um, dirt on the windows. If there's too many, I mean, I, I don't want to get into that. That's a whole different podcast. But, That's a whole other story, which right? we could right. do we could, another maybe time. Maybe we should go back and, and, and adjust that. But I really feel that um, I'm glad you brought that up because a lot of you know people don't realize how important the um, cleaning the windows are or peeling the, the layers of the, of the onion. Um, but what's interesting about that now is that, okay, so we're not uh, with people and now we're not influenced by their energy, right. which now we can focus on ourselves. And uh, so many people that are not used to it, they don't know what's going on because right. all these emotions or this kind of baggage or dirt is coming up and they don't understand it. But if you try to understand it and release, this is the perfect time to clean your windows. <laughs> Back to that analogy. Exactly. And the, and the whole thing is, is that people don't want to clean their windows. They want to just sit down and binge watch or distract or ingest distraction, you know, behavior or substances. And, you know, it, this whole, I don't want to, I don't want to name it. This whole situation has has benefited me in a way where I left the the job that I didn't want to be downtown. It gave me time to introspect. So you're absolutely right. Now, um, I noticed a video on yours. This is going to tie in a segue into what I want to ask you now is that you said you, you know, you about energy and how we can pick up other people's energy. You said that, you know, when you go outside and you're feeling really good, you, I mean, you were saying this about a week ago or something on a video. And yeah, then you're feeling so really was, good and then you're just like, oh, you feel like crap all of a sudden. You want to explain that again? Sure. So it happens to everyone, right? I, I'm sure it does. So you wake up, you're like, woohoo, life is great. And then you go to the grocery store or to a family meeting or something and then you leave and all of a sudden you feel horrible. I mean, everything was on sale at the grocery store. You got your list. Everything's good. There was no lineup. You didn't have to freeze outside. And then you come back and you're just sad. And, and then angry. it takes 
angry or, you know, and it takes you a few days to get over it. And then you just think nothing of it. But on an energetic level, there's a lot that happened. Uh, You probably came across uh, someone that was feeling what you're feeling. And so since energy is not something that's um, like hard, like it just flows, right? So that person's energy flew, like flowed into you. And then it took a hold of you because your internal core wasn't strong. If you have an internal core, you can use that uh, to your benefit. You can use it as, okay, well, I'm not going to go to that cashier because I feel that she's not in a good state. And then I'm going to go to the next cashier who, you know, seems to have happy vibes coming off of her. So it's really about understanding energy and being aware of it. And first of all, it all starts by being aware of yourself and be knowing when you're centered and when you're off center and then bringing yourself back into alignment. That's good that you said that because for a lot of people, they're not empathic and they can't sense like what well, well, us both. I mean, I can meet somebody and know right away if I like them or not or whatever. Um, so what's your advice for people that are not empathic? They're not really spiritual. So what you just said about feeling your own internal state, is that what your advice would be for, for someone who's not so sensitive? Well, I think we're all sensitive is just where, um, where we put our focus on, right? So if you're aware of yourself, then I think you're, you're empathic. You're, you're going to feel things like we're all the same. We're all energetic beings. Uh, but if you're too much in your headspace, then you're not aware of, uh, of those things. So I think it's everyone. It's not like that you and I have some special ability. It's really that we're more in tuned with, with that side of us. And it's something that can be worked on as well. So, right. And then I, you know, in my studies of, studies i've read thousands and thousands of books i don't say that proudly i say this is probably a desperate um attempt to find the answers growing up but what i've learned in the in the uh, yogic hindu and the yoga tradition is when we are um seduced or we are um yeah i would say seduced with our sense pleasures the five senses Mm-hmm. Um, there's a quote from Paramahansa Yogananda where he says that we are, our, our, our senses, our five senses are focused outwards and our attention is out and we don't, we don't know our internal uh, landscape when we turn the searchlights inwards back into the, basically the spine and where the kundalini and the chakras are when we go back into that and we become more disciplined and we focus on the inner landscape is when we can connect and feel now, getting back to what you said about the energy, um, I feel that if you're feeling good and you're going, woohoo, like Homer, you get out, <laughs> you know, you go to the store, you find that parking lot right in front there, everything's going well. And then, as you said, you get hit over the head with something and you feel like you want it, you're angry. Now, I feel, and I, and I think, and I feel it, how the energy goes onto somebody, it, you get corded, like a plug, mm-hmm. somebody plugs into you. And it usually happens into uh, one of the chakras. But I also feel that, um, as you said, you have to be strong in- internally. But I also feel that no one can cord you or lower your, 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 your tuning unless you don't have that as a resonance or, or as a match. So if you keep your energy high, there's, nothing, there's no resonant energy to attract that. There's something in you that 
has that same property of energy that it'll latch on. That's why our parents can do that to us. Trigger us because they know all of our buttons and we have exposed outlets on ourselves. Yes, definitely. And I totally agree uh, with you on that one. But at the same time, I think that, okay, so you're, you rise in vibration, but you're still aware and you know what those lower vibrations are. So sometimes if you're strong at your core, meaning your, your vibration is high, you're still aware, okay, that person is, that's what I mean by, I guess, being aware of yourself is being aware of that vibration around you, aware of what the other person is feeling and use it to your advantage. hundred percent. And I think the new age movement, there's a dark side to it. (laughs) Love and light, right? Is that we want to bypass the negative and then we don't think that it's there as a healer. Um, uh, Catherine, you know, that you have to know where the bear shits in the buckwheat. You got to know, you have to be understanding about the energy. You just don't want to, yeah, entertain it or animate it. You know, a lot of people, they put the blinders on. It's like all love and light, love and light. No, you have to, you got to understand it to be able to, to release it and to be able to uh, like see it. You got to know what you're looking for. If you don't know what you're looking for, then you can't help the individual release it you can't spot it within yourself so that's something else but i wanted to say also about the five senses um back to that is that you can actually use the five senses uh in order to bring yourself inwards for example if you're uh in a room right and you're using your eyesight to see certain elements in the room if you see that let's say the flower pot um, object as doesn't move you see that flower pot and then you make that uh you're here the flower pot is there and then you kind of bring yourself back into your body by noticing all of your five senses that could definitely help you at uh bringing yourself back into the present moment and bringing yourself back to center so yes you know, if it's overstimulation at times, but if you really want to tune into yourself, you can use those five senses to assist Agreed, you. agreed. And interesting that you said that too, is that you can use the five senses as well. And I just hit my mic, boom. <laughs> <laughs> the brain or the, the mind doesn't know information that if it comes through the five senses or through the imagination. So you can use those senses internally as well. And I know um, I had a friend of mine, he was um, a healer and he how he meditated i meditate when I, I close my eyes and i just go out and i just focus on the uh the third eye and whatever other mythology technique that i do but he would have his eyes droop down like the bedroom eyes and he would focus on let's say a pencil or um, um a buddha and just use that as a point of a try a point of focus mm-hmm. to bring the awareness stiller and then you know you are separate and the thing is when I when I do some relaxation techniques and I do some meditations for people, I ask them to use their five senses to get into mm-hmm. that calm, like, you know, your breath and then feel the chair supporting your weight, feel your hands, feel your body. So you're actually feeling your body. You're using the five senses. Notice the birds chirping in the background. Is, yeah. is that what you, you, you were going, going, is that what you yeah, were trying to Yeah, using the five senses right. to help your, develop your sixth sense. 
that's the title of my latest blog, by the nice. way. Nice. Okay. So, well, yeah, I love so to, yeah, to, when perfect. you're, you go inwards, then you're really able to tune into your intuition and your internal guidance, which is basically your sixth sense. Right. And that's exactly, you don't see dead people, you see spirit people, <laughs> <laughs> you know? Um, but yeah, that's good that you, that you mentioned that. Now, what I'd like to ask you, Catherine, is up to this point, and I know it's going to be more than this point because we're perpetually learning. What have you learned through um, doing your, your practice and your healing? Is there a common thread that you're noticing? I know because every time you heal somebody, you heal somebody, you still heal some aspect of yourself. We learn, you know, so what have you learned through so far? Through your clients, right? Right. Um, so what have you learned so far? Oh my gosh, I can't even say it all. But I, the number one thing is to always remain open to possibilities because which, with each um, release or blocked blockages that we release, we elevate our vibration. And as we elevate, new doors start to open that we were just unaware of. So always be open to possibilities. Uh, example, like this journey that I'm on, I never thought that I'd be doing what I'm doing, right? I thought I would be something very different. And so um, it's all about really going with the flow and being open. And yeah, so that's the main thing I, I learned. And even with my clients, like I see such dramatic transformations with them that they were not open to certain things before. And then after releasing certain blockages and working with them through my intuitive coaching or my soul trainings, I really see them open doors and being in places that they never thought they, they would be. So what a trip, huh? Oh, it's amazing. I love it. I know it's great. And <laughs> it's funny you said that because my next question was um, not a question. I want just to make a joke about it. But, <laughs> you know, people, when they come to a healing, whether they believe it or not, I mean, you see, you just said that you take people and you just totally reshift their um, realm of belief and possibilities and they, they, they heal fast because they've gone through a, a certain um, a block, whatever. Um, but there's some of those that come and expect you to, you know, heal Lazarus like Jesus. Like, you know, although I have seen and I've, and I've heard about instant healings. Mm-hmm. People think that you're going to just lay your hands on them or you're going to just do some kind of weird things and, you know, rise, you know, Lazarus, <laughs> you know, it doesn't work that way usually, does it? Well, it's different for everyone, but honestly, working with me, it releases certain things. And afterwards, some things can manifest that they weren't expecting, but it's all things that were already within them and need to be released on a physical level. And so that can manifest as, you know, weird things. <laughs> I've had weird experiences where clients are calling me and, and telling me that, oh my gosh, I can't believe like this, you know, pimple exploded in a weird way. I don't know. Things like right. that. Crazy stuff. Yeah. Crazy stuff. Um, but it was always there in the first place. And now that it's able, the flow is better and it's able to get released. Um, then that's just what happens. So right. it is like an instant release, but some people will see it right away. And some people, it'll just take them, uh, some time to actually see the results, yeah, right? The process and to integrate. I remember when I was first, first learning the Indian hand massage, I was using my sister as a, as a guinea pig. <laughs> and, you know, you have to do certain clients and you have to prove that you've done it so they can give that special paper and you can say, I'm, I'm this and I can put it on the wall, whatever. I'm just, I'm being facetious here. <laughs> um, 
I was doing some, and this is going to lead off to um, the releasing. I was doing some area on her, on her, on her, on her head or neck anyway. And I can see that there was a reaction going on. Obviously, you don't, you don't talk about when you're doing it. You just talk about it. Or you could talk about it. And I asked, um, what did you experience? And then she said, I killed my bird. Like, she didn't kill her bird, but she... So my mom didn't like pets. God, she's going <laughs> to stare down from me from the heavens. She didn't like animals, pets, nothing. They were dirty, right? Coming from Italian, the, the, house, the house was spotless anyway. So she kept the bird in the bathroom. It was a big bathroom beside my old room when, she, when, I, when I left and I got married and stuff and went off. Um, and she would put cologne on, hairspray, and, you know, the shower. I mean, it's a canary in the, in the coal mine type of thing. It basically mm-hmm. died because of the hairspray and perfume in the bathroom. The bird was in the bathroom. It couldn't be anywhere else. Oh my God. So it died quickly. And that guilt that she held on to in her body was released when I went over a certain area or meridian or, or marma point. It depends what you talked about. Marmas are more Hindu based and mm-hmm. meridians are more axitonal lines and all those things. And, and, it just, and I believe that um, when, when you have an experience... You know, usually it goes through you and then you breathe it out like water through a sieve. Exactly. The problem is, is that when that experience is charged emotionally and we don't process it, we hang on to it, we lock it into somewhere in our body and organs, creates a trauma. And then we do everything we can to try to avoid it. And God bless people like you come in (laughs) and identify it and assist it to remove it. Now, do you find that a lot of people are resisting? releasing when you work on them or not? I think that if they come to me, they're, whether they know it or not on a subconscious level, they, they're open to it. If, you know, I had this one client who had never had an energy healing in his life and he, he had a great experience. He didn't know what to expect. So it's kind of fun because you don't know what you're going to be experiencing. And so you don't have any preconceived notions, which sometimes can be the best feelings out of all. Right. So it's such a, an interesting journey with every client that, that I help. But I just wanted to say as well that that each with each release what i think is going on on earth at this time is that see our higher self is already ascended it's already vibrating at such a high frequency level and so our body now has the opportunity to join our higher self and that's what i mean uh, well, I think meaning is is becoming one right becoming one with your higher self so which with each release that you do, you ascend higher and higher to hopefully connect and become one with your higher self. And the higher self will not come down to our level, the oh, physical level. Right. I mean, it works the other way around, exactly. right? So that's the goal in my, uh, in my, that I think why we need to release and right. do energy healings and work on ourselves yeah, amazing that you said that because I've always said that and that was one of the struggles I had through religion is that you're born a sinner and just sound, just say my word and I shall be healed. Like our soul is perfect. It's not sick. It's, it, we're, it's resonating. I mean, the thing is our physical body has to meet it. It's almost mm-hmm. like a, 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 I was gonna say a water balloon, a hot air balloon mm-hmm. and you have the sandbags and you dump them and then you, you can, you rise and you ascend. Now, I don't know. We haven't really, I mean, I don't know you that well, and we haven't spoken that much, but 
what do you feel like I'm, I've been, I think that we're going, moving from carbon based beings to crystalline, crystalline based beings. Now, do you know anything about that? About how we're, we're changing our density and because our body ascends, not the spirit, the soul. It's perfect. It's the body that has to ascend and, and the sheaths and the ego and the mind and the, all that stuff. What do you, what do you, well, what's your thoughts on I that? I think I like, I don't like to label things because label create kind of uh, visions and sometimes those can be wrong uh, or preconceived notions. I just like to think of it as releasing and it's not like we're going to magically become transparent and I'll be able to like, you'll be see-through, you know, like that's not the kind, (laughs) to me, crystalline, that's like the image I get, right? So (laughs) I'm right here. Can't you see me? I'm right here. (laughs) You'll be able to walk through walls. Like I don't think um, in our lifetime, like that's going to happen. But to me, I really think it becomes uh, like what is happening is that we'll be able to ascend right and each when we ascend we'll be able to manifest things better we'll be able to live a life more abundantly well our inner self will reflect our outer world and right now what i think is happening in our world is that we're all working on ourselves individually and in turn that will affect the collective so even though it looks like our world is going crazy right now it's actually good it's getting rid of uh lower denser energy so that we can rise uh yeah not levitate but just (laughs) but maybe i don't know you never never know know. and so that's what i like my understanding of that is and it's true i mean this is an incredible time in our history as humans. And, you know, the word apocalypse, do you know what the root word of apocalypse means? Is what? to reveal what was hidden. Mm-hmm. And I really feel that we are an apocalypse, but in the truest sense where the darkness, the, the, the shadows, uh, the lower parts of our psyche, the false systems, the false belief systems are being exposed. And mm-hmm. to, to be able to look at and... We have an opportunity now to clean our windows. <laughs> yeah. right? And we get vinegar and we get the squeegee out. We can do whatever we want. Um, and I think that's uh, it's an amazing opportunity. But the thing is, you have to be in a certain space to see this as being a positive. Where most right. people are like, I lost my job. I lost this. I'm, I can't travel anymore. What you can't do, but it's forcing you to look within. And, you know, it's amazing that. You know, you're there to kind of help that as well, too. And yeah, I think this is great. Um, I also um, wrote something about it's called monkey nuts in in my book. And it's funny, just little things. And I, we're going back on releasing now. And I find that when you do not, when you hold on to something consciously or unconsciously, the more you hold on to it, the more you're going to suffer and hurt. So mm-hmm. I, I, I did the um, example of how they used to catch monkeys in, in India, where they'd have a, <laughs> they'd have a box, a heavy box full of peanuts or nuts. And the oh. bars would be, there bars in there, right? And the monkeys would slip their hands through the box, grab the nuts, and then not let go. And the, the weight of the box would keep them from running away. But the monkeys mm-hmm. didn't know to let go of their hands and, and they would be free. They would release. 
So the trappers would come, take the monkey and put it in the bag or whatever. <laughs> that reminds me of a crazy joke. I'm not going to go there. Um, because the monkey. <laughs> but that's have- exactly the same thing that's happening on, you know, with us, right? Right. So it's with humanity. Go, and it's, no, you want those nuts. You, you, you know, we're going nuts doing <laughs> Not letting We're going go nuts, nuts trying to grab the nuts. Right, exactly. <laughs> you know, we don't let them go. And I think that's, um, would you say that's a lot to do with people that are not able to heal? Uh, I don't know if it's not able to heal. I think everyone is able to heal. I think it's just not being ready. And everyone's at a different level. Everyone, you know, will ascend. Like everyone will at some point release what they have to. It's just a matter of when. Some people are ahead of the in the game and some people are not. And you can't really pull someone along. Everyone is on their own journey and they have to decide for themselves when the time is right. Right. So. Right. How about I throw a little, little uh, thing at you here? This came in here. Do you feel changing the subject a little bit, but not because it's all we're all encompassed. The wall, it's all right? related, right? Do you feel that all the souls that are animated or um, realized, they will all go back in ascent, or do you think there's some souls that will not be able to self-actuate or self-realize? Do you think there's souls that are condemned? I'm not talking about religiously but okay. will fail to, to ascend and to heal and to become more, higher vibration? Well, I think ultimately the light always wins. And I think, as I said before, it's just a matter of time. It's just a matter of how long will it take, you know, for each soul to decide that it's had enough of the pain. <laughs> Sign me <laughs> up. I'm laughing because I've had enough. I went off planet, man. <laughs> <laughs> but no, you're not done yet. <laughs> I know, I'm still here. Damn. <laughs> you're still. So, so yeah, I, I think that at some point um, it will, but now it's more of a contrast because Earth is all about contrast. And to see density, there has to be, you know, light and dark and all of that. But at some point, at, in some universe, like a, yeah. it will all be back to source. Like one breath, so. when you go, when, when breath of God, is like, a, right. like a wave coming in and a wave coming back and then it's going to happen all, all over again. Right. You know, um, I've um, been very, very aware of the duality and the trappings of duality, how, mm-hmm. you know, you have the heaven and hell, angels and demons and, you know, good and bad. And, a lot of the you know, light workers and the dark workers and the sons of lightness and the sons of darkness, all the other daughters and whatever. And I feel that there's a trap within that, in, in the polarity and the duality of it. I mean, but we need that polarity and duality to be um, manifested in this physical. I believe that you need time and space and duality to, to be incarnated on a physical denser level where the soul is kind of like, how's it going down there? Um, <laughs> but at the same time, I feel that we need to um, go beyond or transcend the duality of them ultimately. But the thing is, here's the crazy part. You have light and dark, but are they duality? Is that duality? Because light is light and dark is just the absence of it. So in essence, all all there really is is light or unconditional divine love. And then the rest is all the separation and the fear from it. 
So, well, how I see it is you have to balance between both, right? Like if you're all light, then you're not in density. You're too, you know, woohoo or up right. in, in there. And then if you're in the darkness, then that's not good either. But I think when it's a constant kind of uh thing to kind of stay in balance um, and, you know, be a little dark, be a little light at the same time and keep that in balance, which is, I feel like uh, our journey, right? I'm reading journey behind, (laughs) (laughs) which is our our goal, how to balance it all without getting it too much on, on one side. So that's how I see it. And I think that's how I see transcending. Right. right? And you need to have both thrusters on the, on the rockets, the yin and the yang. If you see that, that kind of, that, uh, that swirl with it, with, you know, I had a post on my Instagram, I made eggs and it made the Tao. It made that, that yin and yang was it with, with with the tapered ends. It was like, and then you have the, the yolks representing the dots. So you have the white and the black, and then you have the circles of white and black, because each, even in the happiness, there's a, there's a seed of, um, unhappiness uh, in it. So I feel yes, you're right. Exactly. When you integrate the the the, the balance of duality, then you transcend it. Because mm-hmm. in the physical realm, we're governed by that. But when we go into the our absoluteness, I don't think there's any duality. Personally, I think that's not a reality. Well, either. as we ascend, I think that um, the both sides kind of come closer together. Right. So there's less darkness and there's less light. You're in the center. There's less of a difference, but they're still there. They're still present until you ascend to, you know, all the way, wherever we're going. (laughs) Get on my rocket ship. Yes. You know, it's interesting because if you have and I I feel that through the way through is the way in and it's in your heart. If you notice Mm -hmm. the, the, the hemispheres of the brain, there's two left and right. But the heart, it's one. And mm-hmm. the, the, the way through is through unconditional love, truly. So it's kind of interesting. We have the as above, so below in every aspect of life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This yeah, is fun. This is a great, great, uh, <laughs> great share today. It is. I'm enjoying it. I love it. And we're already at 50 minutes now. Isn't that oh, great? Wow. And I told it's- you, you know, we have good flow and we don't have to really make a um, a curriculum to talk because we could just talk and talk and talk. And did you want to, uh, I'm going to give you the reins a little bit. Did you want to share something that you want to kind of um, talk about in, in sense of what you do? And then I'm going to lead off to your information and your website. What's behind you? What, what's behind you? Oh, Remember? it says, uh, do what you love and love what you do. Awesome. See, I'm not recording this, just the, the audio, but not the video. Okay. Um, yeah. So. I'll talk to you after, after this is. <laughs> yeah, I just, uh, that's really my, my, what I find my goal is to just really um, do what I love and love what I do. And, and that's my focus right now. So I had to put that on the wall. <laughs> Looks great. I mean, yeah, we should do another one with actual on a video um, share. We we're just capturing we the should. audio here. Well, I just, I don't know. I, I want to thank you so much for inviting me on your show. And I would uh, love to come back and talk about, you know, another topic because we, I can just talk about this stuff forever. Me too. Um, and I'm glad, I'm glad you, you, you accepted and 
it was uh yeah it was um, i don't believe that there's uh any coincidences we we've we've connected for a reason and we're sharing together and you know power in numbers and yeah so um you just have a new website out it just launched didn't it so the timing is perfect because i contacted you out in november i think in November, yeah, I was in the middle of changing a few things around and I'm still uh, working at, at making things better because it's a constant, um, you know, it's growing and, and changing and, and really uh, making it, uh, well, it's never perfect, but just changing and growing. Oh, and yeah. so if you want to check it out, it's highendvibesretreat.com. And I have a free meditation and I have a free manual that you can receive as well. Um, there's a blog, lots of cool stuff. And uh, yeah, I have a few announcements that I can't mention just yet, but uh, I'll be sharing soon. So keep an eye out. That's your, that's great for sharing that. That's your, that's your website, www.highendretreats.com. High End Vibes. High End Vibes, High End Vibes. And is that also the name of your Instagram? My Instagram is just high end vibe. So you can punch that in and then uh, I'll show up. Great. And anything <laughs> else that you want to share? Uh, no. Well, if anyone wants uh, more information, you can just uh, reach out, email me or uh, send me a message on Instagram and I, I can give you more information on uh, any of the services I offer, intuitive coaching, soul trainings and energy healing. So everything can also be done uh, online if uh, for what's going on today <laughs> for today's situation so yeah. yeah I'd be happy to talk to anyone uh, who'd like more information awesome so remote or do you do in person or too I I do um in person I'm in Toronto uh, in Mississauga which is uh close to Toronto you were in Toronto <laughs> yes <laughs> very good like but yeah did, did depending you just move on from Toronto to Mississauga yeah, I did. That's why I you did said in, that, Toronto, then you just corrected yourself. It's like, oh, she probably moved. <laughs> yeah, in August I moved, awesome. actually. Yeah. So. Catherine with a K. <laughs> it's been a, an absolute uh, pleasure and honor to have you on my podcast. And yeah, we have to do this again because this is just, the flow is amazing. The energy is amazing. Yeah. Great. Sounds good. So I would love soon. to. All right. Thank you. <laughs> you have been listening to the Ultimate Journey uh, Waking to Spirit podcast. I'm your host, Frank DiGenova, and we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Ultimate Journey Awakening to Spirit podcast. Join me again next time for more spiritual talk. You can reach me at Info at the ultimate journey awakening to spirit.com. And you can also visit my website, the ultimate journey awakening to spirit.com. Until next time, walk in love and in gratitude. <laughs>